When you are aligned with your path, it's just everything you need is provided. So I trust, trust, trust that we're going to be taken care of. You know, data is data. And sometimes you just need to disconnect and tune into your body and mind and, and do what feels right. Welcome to the Yogi Triathlete Podcast, the YTP episode 001. Coming to you from Newport, Rhode Island. It's actually a beautiful day here. And um, what do we do? What are we even doing here? Well, that's the question we're going to ponder episode after episode after episode. But essentially, the vision for this podcast is to connect you with people who are looking, finding, and living their purpose. And that starts right here at the Yogi Triathlete Nerve Center, which is the combination of my husband and soul partner, BJ, and myself, Jess. And we are risk takers, and those are the people we wanna bring on this show. We wanna help inspire you to make those changes that you dream about, but don't think are possible. These people that we're gonna bring you are out-of-the-box thinkers. They're athletes and parents and yogis and people starting businesses, and they're sorting through the chaos of their busy lives and minds to live their highest expression one breath at a time. We know what it feels like to go against the grain of society, and we wanna bring numbers of those people together to you so that you can be inspired to follow your dreams and those things that you love because I'm telling you right now, you don't love something by happenstance. You love it because you're supposed to love it, and it's a gift that you have to share with the world. And it requires you to break patterns of norm. And it requires you to stand strong in the face of fear. And like I said, that starts with us here at Yogi Triathlete. And we have some huge news to share with you today. And the first person I'm bringing on the podcast is probably going to be the host at some points. And it's my sole partner, BJ, our head triathlete and coach here at Yogi Triathlete. So welcome, BJ. Hey everyone, it's BJ, and it's super cool to be here for the first Yogi Triathlete podcast. Thank you, Jess, for the introduction. Yeah, you're welcome. We, we just, uh, we're good now. We had some, um, it was all set up to do this, waiting all day for you to come home from your long workout. <laughs> and then we went to record and it wasn't recording as I hit some buttons. So anyway, it looks like we've got some teeth on the grid. So we're I think all we're good. good. Yeah, 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 I think we're good. So, so yeah, so I just got back from my morning workout. Well, why don't we start with, yeah, just tell us what you did today. So we started with uh, uh, Master Swim Group uh, Saturday mornings, which meets at 7 a.m. and uh, goes to about 8.15. And it's been a group that has grown here on the island for about a year now under my guidance. Uh, and it's been extremely rewarding uh, watching my swimmers grow. You know, some of them just learning to swim, others, taking it up a notch and um, I also jump in every now and then to, to, to swim with them which is fun. Uh, so this morning we had uh, about 10 people in the pool and it's always uh, it's always good to see new faces. There are two new faces today. Some old friends had come into the pool which is which was great to see. And the workout what I give on Saturdays are uh, options for a regular you know traditional interval workout or I give them two by 1,000 sets. So the first 1,000, they'll swim pretty easy. It's uh, an alternating between 100 easy and 100 moderate through that 1,000 yard set. And then the second yard set, uh, second 1,000 yards, they'll use paddles for the same thing. Do you find that people, like to me, I, I would just, I'd be like, what 100 am I on? Like do people lose count or do they just not tell you? I'm assuming they don't tell me. <laughs> How do you keep, I don't understand how you keep count. Like I lose count on a hundred, let alone 10, 100. I actually get that question a lot from the swimmers. So they must be losing. Yeah, they count. are. I hear the talk in the locker room. I, I count fifties. I go by fifties every 50. If it's a thousand, it's going to be what? 20 fifties. Well, that's true. Cause if you're going up the end of the pool, then it's like, you got to be on the start of a fir of a fifty. Right. Like you can't be anywhere There's else. There's no other place to this be. This is the secret. <laughs> I've been I've been with you for 
almost 20 years and this is the secret we cracked it huh yeah awesome so anyway that was the swim this morning mm-hmm and I actually struggled a little bit myself yeah so I had the mind come in and wanted to give up when I started that first 500 but uh, through the meditation that I've been working so hard at I was able to pull myself out of it and continue on with the swim and came out the other side and it feels so good it feels so good when you're challenged then you you come out the other side what is it what is it about meditation that you work so hard at I think it's quieting the mind I think it's letting thoughts come in letting thoughts go out and being the observer of what's going on that's that's the working so like that's the working so hard I believe for me mm-hmm. it is maybe different for you um, but for me I I just I, I need to let the thoughts come in and out yeah not really yeah it's not about stopping them control them. no not at all no it's not it's never about stopping them it's just about being able to watch them but over time they do they start to slow and they you and then you have more gaps in between the thoughts when in and that space in between the thoughts is that that space is your entryway into our true nature and that's the space you want to be racing and training from i mean that's the that's the premise of what we hope for all of our athletes to be doing right exactly so yeah. i took so much away from just that little swim today yeah so much to take away um and then, then we what? and then I met up with my buddy Lorenzo, who's here from Italy, the Italian stallion, <laughs> who is a powerhouse in the pool. Yeah, I swam circles with him today. <laughs> I did, and then I used his extra large Italian paddles, which were awesome. They were too big for me, but as I'm rub- massaging my shoulder right now, um, I went after it. I did some twenty fives and went after it. But uh, yeah, he's a he is a brick house on the bike too. Yeah, for sure. But his uh, challenge has been the run. And so we've, <laughs> we've gotten together and been doing about three or four weeks now of some really good run training. And it seems to be paying off. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went out to Satchi West um, Wildlife Refuge here in Newport, where there's this you know, two, two and a half mile dirt road loop that we've been running on which is about the extent of the trail i mean there's another yeah, trail here on the island but i mean to, if you're a trail runner don't move to aquidneck island it's not going to happen it your trail running career will end yeah terribly quickly not many options <laughs> so this is our only option so we decided to do six to seven laps around the same loop seeing the same people that's good that's, that's mental training but right there you ex- know that's exactly what it is and yeah. and so we've been hitting some really good tempo paces and, and it's it's been looking really good. He's training for Ironman Frankfurt and I have Ironman Lake Placid in July. So they're not too far off. His is July 3rd, mine's July 24th. So we're, we're pretty, pretty even. Yeah. You guys um, are pretty, you're pretty much in like a bromance. Is that what they're still calling it? It might be a bromance. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lorenzo's a cool dude. He was actually, um, he came into our lives through uh, my massage practice when I was a massage therapist. And I remember being so fired up because I was like, I've got a real live triathlete. Um, but um, there's amazing athletes on this island. But um, yeah, that's how we met Lorenzo. And I remember telling you about him being a cool dude. And now he's your your bro buddy. Bro buddy. He's your bro buddy. Yeah, we pushing each other and and uh, it's, it's yeah because you guys have a similar goal right we do we're both trying to get to Kona mm-hmm. as challenging as that mm-hmm. is and it just continues to be as people get more fit and faster but um, you're getting more fit and faster but we're getting more fit and faster so watch out 40 to 45 I think Lorenzo's 30 well I'm talking about you right now all right so me yeah 40 to 44 yeah. watch out yeah 40 to 44 is Lake Placid this year so that was my morning and then raced back here and had my smoothie bowl, which I was dreaming about mm, for that last hour of the run. So good. So good. And it's super simple. Super simple. Lorenzo was asking me what was in it and it takes less than three minutes. Yeah, four we've minutes got that one. We've got that one on yogitriathlete.com. It's our recovery smoothie bowl with pineapple and spinach. It would be just under the plant power section of our site, um, but super good. And then we put toppings on it and it's awesome. But yeah, so that's your training, and then we're gonna go and teach yoga later. But what else is going on? Like, what you you did something big this week? You want to share that? So again, I've reduced my workload. Well, not really. Um, but. My work 
uh, career. Yeah, I you, guess re- you, could you say. reduced your financial security yes. in a significant way. Yes, that's I, what you did. I took the first step about two months ago, quit my full time corporate position that I had uh, been working with for almost uh, or over twenty years. Nice, comfortable position in a successful company here on the island, and quit that to move um, and work with a a plant-based bar company. And then again this week, I just reduced the hours there so I could focus more on this message that we're trying to convey um, with Yogi Triathlete. So yeah, yeah, some big things are happening. Um, Well, what's going on with you, Jess? in your life. Well, I'm just glad to have you on board because when you quit your job at Newport Harbor Corporation, I thought, oh, thank God, you know, I've got you on board now to help me out, do all the social marketing and all that stuff. And then you took another full-time job with Amrita Bars. Those are the bars that BJ was talking about. They're awesome. Um, We'll put a link up in the show notes about that. Well, I feel like such a podcaster saying, we'll put a link up in the show notes as soon as I figure out how to put up the show notes. Um... And I thought that I would have you on board, and I didn't. And Yogi Triathlete just continues to grow and have so much momentum, and I found myself being buried. And what I saw within you was very similar behavior patterns, and what we came together as a couple and and realized was that it was the full-time job. It wasn't wasn't the company you were working for. It was working a full-time job that was not in alignment with what we're supposed to do right now. So the way that we've been living is, um, and I mean, I've, I've been living this way for most of my life is, it's not so much of making a pro and con list, it's really tuning into that intuitive voice inside, which meditation has brought us so much deeper into connection with and making decisions on if they are aligned or not. Um, and what we find is when we make decisions based on any kind of fear like okay take this other full-time job um, so we can have a steady paycheck coming in Uh, it wasn't in alignment with what you were supposed to do and although we love Amrita bars and we're so psyched to be connected with them and using their bars for Ironman training um, it was had nothing to do with them it was just a full-time job was not in alignment and so we were getting resistance And meanwhile, Yogi Triathletes just has so much momentum and our community is growing and we want to tend to her as as she needs. So um, I really, of course, encourage you always to take the leap because I'm a jumper. I've always been a jumper. But but then my, my struggle, not struggle, but my work comes in in letting you know that you are supported in whatever you do and then just stepping away. And, and for me, it's those moments of being, of wanting to give you all these ideas to try and control the outcome of what's going to happen. And in those moments, um, if it's appropriate, I'll sit in a meditation. And if I don't have a meditation at my hands, like if I'm driving the car, I'll just take a breath and get back to what's happening in the moment, which is that I'm trying to control something. So, um, so yeah, so you took a leap and it's great. And, um, so now our, our, the weekly paycheck is not coming in, but I've never, I've never, it's, it's just nothing has ever felt so right. And I truly believe that the universe conspires to support you when you're on, it doesn't even conspire, it doesn't even have to conspire to support you that when you are aligned with your path, it just everything you need is provided. So I trust, trust, trust that we're going to be taken care of. And that doesn't mean that going to be driving a Lamborghini and um (laughs) not that I would ever try a a Lamborghini it's so not my jam (laughs) but um it doesn't mean that it won't be without struggle or whatever I don't know what's coming but the only thing that matters is right now like sitting here and like I get to look into your eyes and talk to you and and that is what matters to me is that you're here with me and um this is what feels so aligned um and the reason why you had to take that big jump, and here's the big news that's coming, is that we are in the process, and this is no surprise for anybody who follows Yogi Triathlete, that we have been simplifying our lives now for, God, I don't even know. I mean, it's been years and years and years that we've been doing this, and there's been some really potent moments in my life where I've seen um, us hit a new level of simplification. and um, But most recently, Uh, what we are doing is we are in the process of getting rid of everything we own, pretty much, with the exception of um, we both get a carry-on suitcase, 
We get our transition bags for triathlon. We get our bicycles. And then I was thinking we'll take one backpack if you want to put um, a, like a book or um, like our friend Emma gave us the beautiful handcrafted vase from their friends in um, in England. I want to take that. But that's it. Um, and of course, our trigger point therapy gear that will go into. But we're not talking about um, a Hummer. We are talking about a Honda Fit. So we'll see. But I think that's pretty reasonable. And then Clark, the dog. So we're pretty much getting rid of everything we own except for the absolute basics. And what we are doing is we are hitting the road. Um, We put our house on the market. But even prior to putting our house on the market, in a time where I was starting to like freak out a little bit, Um, our house sold before it even hit the market. And so that to me was just a confirmation that this is what we're supposed to do. And we are hitting the road. We are first going to stop in Lake Placid through the end of July where you're going to be racing Ironman. And we've actually got an event coming up in Lake Placid. We can talk about that afterwards. Let's not forget to drop that in. Um, And then from there, our plan is to go to uh, Watkins Glen, New York, and spend time at Farm Sanctuary. Um, and I would like to, well, I think we both would, now that you're free, to volunteer at the, um, at the farm. And also, as a yoga instructor, I would like to offer yoga and meditation to the volunteers. And then uh, my experience with massage therapy, and particularly with animal massage, to if they would allow me to work on some of the animals there with energy work and actually hands-on therapeutic body work. So that could be amazing. This is what we're feeling is gonna happen. And then from there, we will be heading down south in our Honda Fit with our carry-on suitcases. And we've mapped out um, a pretty general route right now to go through the states that have the highest rates of heart disease and obesity and be in service of as many people as we possibly can along the way. So stopping in towns and not for like four hours, but for a couple days, maybe a week. I don't know what it's all gonna look like in the end, but offering free talks on healthy living. Um, Come out at five o'clock, let's go for a walk, let's go for a run. Uh, Get people moving, get people understanding that living a vibrant life is their right and that there's always higher levels of health that they can reach and it doesn't have to break the bank. So going into their local store, buying food and preparing a meal from that food uh, and showing them that what they can create, which can be beautiful for their bodies and for their lives. And then also um, doing offering self-care. There's a lot of, I know from my experience as a massage therapist, people are living in chronic pain. So what can they do to alleviate their own pain? And um, free yoga, did I already say that? Mindfulness and meditation. I mean, basically everything that we have to offer, we're gonna be offering. We're gonna just be an open resource for everyone that comes uh, along our path on this journey and we'll head all along south and we'll be contacting some people that we know and some people that we don't know actually that we want to reach out to and see if we can connect with them. We'll be podcasting, which is really uh, was so, so instrumental in the birth of this podcast is connecting you guys with these people that we come in contact with along the way and eventually landing in California We don't know when, maybe six months. It could be a year. I have no idea how long we're going to be on the road. I can't, I feel like it's going to be at least six months. Um, Landing in California, we believe Southern California. And, um, but going up through California and uh, I believe stopping in Bend, Oregon to see our friend Julia Hanlon from the Running on Ohm podcast. Hi, Julia. Um, Julia. Huge inspiration (laughs) for us starting and just such a wonderful soul sister we love her so much if you haven't checked out her podcast she's oh man she's doing so amazing she's got some big awesome beautiful people on her podcast and um so we highly recommend that that's running on ohm and then head back down south and wherever the car stops is where we're gonna land wherever again like wherever we feel in alignment it's not going to be a pro and con list it's going to be a decision that comes from our hearts and the absolute end point of the dream of this journey is to uh, live in a tiny home 
where the simplification will really come in handy. Uh, and we've been wanting to live in a tiny home since when? Like, yeah, you're, I think you're the one that, you're the one that discovered them. I want to give you that credit. Is that? Probably. When we I lived mean, in Boulder. When we lived in Boulder, yeah. I was looking online a lot. Yeah, a lot. Small of, you're taking You're taking a lot of naps. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Um, you were taking a lot of naps, though. I did. Well, I was training a lot. <laughs> we do take we take a lot of naps. Naps are key. You just took a nap. I just did. Uh, naps are key. We can do a whole podcast on napping. But I would say we've been looking at the tiny house movement for, I mean, 10 years? Probably. Probably 10 years. Before people even really knew what tiny houses were, when there was just like those few pioneers. And... Um, that that's an instrumental potent moment in my life is when you brought that to me because that was something I was really interested in and then another moment that I can remember um, well I always think about this one is sitting in my office in Boulder and opening up our credit card bill and look in this was after the financial crash of 2009 when credit when everybody had to start getting a little bit more responsible right like everybody had to be all of a sudden yeah and, and if you haven't watched the movie the big short is that what it's called the big, big short, short yeah yeah how that, quickly we forget yeah that's a crazy that's a crazy movie really well done um christian bale's in it and um we love him there's a lot of other awesome people in there too Steve Carell. Oh yeah, Steve Carell. He's such a good actor. He's so. I mean, he's um, what's his name in the office? Come on, BJ. Michael you know. Scott. Yeah, Michael. I mean, he's so <laughs> Michael Scott, but he's he's such an unbelievably talented actor. But um, anyway, so after it was like 2009, it had to have been right around then, and I opened up our credit card bill, and it was probably around like fifteen thousand dollars, which I think. I think it's probably pretty common for a lot of people and they may even have more debt than that or or less it doesn't matter but I remember looking at it and it said if you pay $364 every month you'll have this card paid off in three years and I thought well I can do that and then I realized that I had been paying $500 a month on that card for like 10 years and then I could never, ever, I could never, ever, ever get it down under $10,000 because there would be something that we needed or, you know, the car would have to be fixed or at this point, my, well, up until then, it was those, I would ache, like when the Pottery Barn catalog would come to our house, I would ache, like I would look at things and I would, I, it was like the, the best novel ever written. I would go through it and I would like, tick off the pages of the things that I loved the most and then I would go back through and then I would give myself like weeks, sometimes even a month and the things that I ached for the most at the end of the month, I would say, oh, well, that's what you should get. And a lot of times, well, most of the time, if not all the time, I charged those. So I was, I was really responsible for all that debt, um, if you didn't already know that, honey. And um, that was a moment in my life where I realized I don't. I don't want any of this. I don't. I, I don't want. I don't want to pay this card off in three years. I don't ever want a credit card again. I don't. I. None of this stuff that I've charged has made me any happier. It's left me in a boatload of debt. And um, at the time, I was still really suffering uh, in my life, just unhappy. This was pre-meditation and um, a lot of transformation going th on in my life at that point, but. I just didn't I just didn't want to live like that anymore and it felt so far away to be debt free. It felt impossible to be debt free, but there was a little voice inside of me, that intuitive voice who's it's always been there. It's always been strong for me no matter what I have been caught up in in the material world. And I heard that voice and I just I listened to it and I knew that it was possible. So that was a potent moment. And then another potent moment, I want to hear yours, is um, about a year and a half ago, I was in a session with our teacher, our meditation teacher, and he said, I can put my whole life in a, in a carry-on suitcase. And I thought, I want that. That's what I want. That's what I want. Like, that's what I desire now. And, um, and now I'm living it out. So from that point of seeing that credit card bill or you bringing the tiny house, 
to now has been, you know, it's been many years, but it's doing something little every single day to start the momentum towards living your dreams. And that's what Yogi Triathlete is about. And that's what this podcast is about. And that is what the Ride the High Vibe Tour is about, which is what we're about to embark on. So um, we've been telling people about it. And I want to, um, yeah, I want to get like, I know you, we've kind of been reporting back on the reactions that we've been getting and stuff like that. But what it, like, what do you, what, what were your potent moments or, or how are you feeling about it or now that you're free or even when you weren't, how, um, how is this all going down for you? So, yeah, I think that's a good point where you had that pivotal, you had that pivotal moment where you wanted to be, put everything in a suitcase. Whereas I'm looking at that as you were saying that and I'm thinking there's so many instances in the past, in the recent past where we were our belief is always to try and do the minimal thing. So what I mean by that is, you know, as I train, I train with little technology. Mm-hmm. When we uh, when we race, we have one bike. We each have one triathlon bike. We don't have multiple bikes. Yeah. We have one pair of goggles. We have one bathing suit. I think our lives have just moved towards that way where we're trying to do as much as possible with as little as possible. And I think this is a nice challenge for us. How can we reduce even more to pack it into a 200 square foot tiny home? Oh, I, I think wait. that might be the the max volume after watching tiny house builders or tiny. Yeah, tiny house hunters. Tiny house hunters. But um, the feedback I've been getting a lot is I could never do that. I can never give away this or I could not give away that. You know, there's, there's something that they're tied to. And... I think that the touching point is the photographs and we've mentioned getting rid of photographs which are so your your heart is just so tied to them and and if you you think about it why are you tied to these photos because it's a visual representation of where things have been in the past they're not now they're not in the future they're in the past it, that's my my take yeah, on it. Yeah, and they're I mean they're usually happy memories. Like you don't you don't have a picture framed in the living room like when you had the flu and like you had diarrhea. You know what I mean? Like right. so you <laughs> They're happy memories. They're happy memories. So they bring you joy. What we think that they bring us joy. But in actuality, those moments don't they don't exist anymore. As soon as they're done, as soon as that camera Snapchat. took the picture that moment vanished into nothingness so the pictures i mean this is some people are going to listen to this and they're going to be like okay i'm never listening to this again these people are insane um we are not on drugs uh, <laughs> at all we're i'm drinking tea um that this this is i understand that this is very much against what we are conditioned to believe as we grow up and we love our families and we love the people in those pictures but those pictures are nothing more than anchors to what doesn't exist anymore they're anchors to the past and that doesn't mean that having pictures are wrong there's actually a couple of pictures that i think we're going to take with us because what they also are are moments in your life which made you who you are today. And that's all life is. It's just a series of moments. So it's not wrong to have pictures. It's could you live without the pic? Like what would be the pain that you would have to experience to not have that picture anymore? Would it be guilt? Would it be sadness? You know, what, what is the emotional attachment that you have to that? And you know, if if everything is energy, and this is probably the first of one billion times that people will hear me say this, if everything is energy, then your energy is invested in that photograph. And when that photograph goes away, you get that energy back. And I think that we're going to need a lot of energy for this trip because we're going to be sharing so much. Um, and I want as much as I can. I do too. I, I I didn't mean to go off on the tangent. No, of, I love of the photos. I like the photo tangent. I think it's also about the physical things, the the couch, the my high school basketball jerseys. Yeah. That I've had since high school, so twenty years ago, and have I worn them since? I've had. I think I have four of them, and I wore one for Halloween, 
No, as a basketball player, you wore the, you wore them when you would ride the bike downstairs. Did I? Oh God, a lot. Okay, so maybe I did use them, but in the most recent past, <laughs> I did not use them, and they're gone now. They're I gave them away, <laughs> and that was something that I'd always held on to, and I just never would look at it. Like they were just in my closet and there for so long, and just taking up space. So that's one thing I was able to just. But why? Did, why away. did you, so? Why did you hang on to them so long? Just to remember that I played basketball in college in high school. Right. Because why? I don't know. Because that wasn't that an important part. It was of an your... important time, but I feel like I've come so far. I am not the same person I was when I was in high school. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm by far not that same person. So I didn't feel any more attachment to them, and I don't yeah. know when that switch flipped. yes that's what it was but, but you were attached to him before i was definitely attached to him yeah. as, as other things too a deflated basketball i was attached to and that we got rid of about two years ago yeah i always wondered why we had a deflated basketball because you were attached to it i was attached to it because it was, that was like a part of your identity exactly yeah you know and that reminds me of when i would work with um i would work with a lot of a lot of men in my massage practice I would work because I created myself this nice little reputation of being a very strong massage therapist and and I think I did that at the beginning to prove myself um, I thought that's what you needed to work on athletes and I've completely come full circle with that myself but I would work with these guys and they would come in and they for the most part they would be you know married kids full-time job um, they had bellies, they had tightness in their necks and they were, you know, had gotten out of shape, but they would lay on the table and they would talk about how they were so fit in high school and how they didn't understand how they got here. And it was that attachment to them thinking, like, I think there was part of them that still thought that when they looked in the mirror, they were that high school captain of the football team. And instead they were you know, on medication, some of them were on heart medication, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, like I said, like big bellies, out of shape, and in pain. And that atta attachment is painful. But that reminds me of that because I had that a lot. Like, I, you know, I used to be, you know, the quarterback, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I don't know how I got this way, but the difference between being 16 years old and 44 years old, there's a lot that happens in between. And we have to be willing to always move on. Don't you think? Yeah, and not hang on to the past, man. Yeah. You know, move, move on. See, my I feel like my past is easy to get rid of because I was such a nightmare for so long. Um, but that that's a whole other podcast in and of itself. I, I like where we are now. Like, I, I this is a good space that we're in every single moment of every single day in the present moment, and just the education that I'm actually receiving just from being in this moment that I've been able to use to build myself up, become stronger, um, more conscious, more in the moment. Um, it's a much easier way to live. So I used to want to control everything. I mean, I was a master manipulator. I could get anybody to do anything I wanted. I got everything I wanted. I mean, if I had a list when I was 16 years old, I got it all. I got it all. And this house that we're sitting in right now, this is the house I dreamed of since I was a little girl. I mean, it's an adorable little Victorian cottage. I never, I don't, I don't think I ever wanted a mansion or anything like that. But I've got this beautiful house and these beautiful things. And the thing is, is that it didn't, it never, it never changed me. It never, I was growing outside of it, not because of it. And um, and it's re and now it's time to move on. And I remember I had um, I've got this amazing woman who has read my cards several times now, and I had a reading with her about five years ago. If anybody wants her information, you can send us send us an email. Um, actually, I can put her link in the show notes. Let's not forget that Maria. And it was like five years ago. And she said to me, in five years, you're not even going to recognize your life. And um, she said, you're going to become detached from your home and 
you're gonna you're gonna sell it you're and I thought well, are you crazy I'm never gonna sell this house I this is my dream home I love this house and at the time I was just doing massage I wasn't a yoga instructor yet and she said you're gonna be traveling across the country and you're gonna be speaking to a lot of people and I I couldn't even begin to imagine what the heck I was going to, I thought, am I going to be talking about massage? Like, I have no, am I going to be, I don't even know what that looks like. But that's what she told me. And so now here we sit, our house is sold and we're going to be going across the country talking to a lot of people. And I love it. It couldn't feel, it couldn't feel better. And there's been so many moments, you know, becoming a yoga instructor, letting go of my massage practice over the years where I've said to you, right? Oh my God, how many times have you heard me say this? Like, it'd be so easy just to stay in my comfort zone. It'd be so easy. I could have 25 clients a week. I could, ha you know, be, I was making close to $100 an hour um, from my massage clients, sometimes more than that. And um, I could have stayed there. I could have stayed there. I could have banked the money. But it just, it, it started to slowly fall off. And I never like to get to a point where I feel burnt out because I think this is like that innate overachiever in me because especially when you're working with people as intimately as massage, actually it doesn't even matter um, if you're working for anybody, even if you don't, especially if you don't like the job that you're working at, those people deserve 110% of you. They really do. Like, and if you can't be present, if you can't be there 100%, then what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, if, if life is just a series of moments and we only have this one right now, it's our only guarantee that of our continued existence is this moment right now. Like, what, what are you waiting around for? And so with massage, it just started to naturally fall away. But that required me to take risks to become a yoga teacher um which is so funny because that was i always say that was the hardest thing that was the hard the, oh, the first year of being a yoga teacher was the hardest thing i have ever experienced in my life because i i brought my ego into it because you're damn right i was <laughs> i was going to be the best yoga teacher ever and um just like I was going to be the best massage therapist ever all this like overcompensation because deep down inside I felt unworthy whatever um but I learned and I let go and uh but you but in order to jump you have to let go and in order to let go you have to feel it absolutely and you probably see that a lot like with your athletes getting attached to times and things like that I, I Lately, I've been seeing my athletes going into the future and wanting to know yeah. what they're doing today is going to give them X tomorrow. And it's been a great challenge for me to work with them on figuring out that it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow. Like oh, back to our now moment. This is, this is the workout right now. Just get through this workout. Do the work. Like do the work right, right now. Do it now. And then the rest will take care of itself. Mm -hmm. Versus being caught up in saying, I'm going to swim 3,000 yards and that's going to give me X time mm -hmm. come race day. And it's been a challenge. And I think I think a lot of athletes get into that, that mindset. And I think a lot of it stems from what they read online, what they don't know. You know, maybe they're new to the sport. And also, you know, people are tied to their data. Mm. And data is important. And then we'll get into a, a podcast about that. But, you know, data is data. And sometimes you just need to disconnect and tune into your body and mind and, and do what feels right. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's how it's been with my athletes. It's been a, it's been a great great process, and I'm continuing to to coach um, triathletes and runners. So, anybody out there interested in running or triathlon coaching? The yogi triathlete. The yogi way. triathlete. What I love about the way that you coach BJ, because you coach me, you've been coaching me for a couple of years now. Um, first of all, I've never done an Ironman um, or even a half Ironman without a coach because I'm the kind of person that, um, I don't think I've done anything without a coach. I think I've done all 11 years of being in triathlon with a coach because I'm the kind of person that's like, um, I just want to look at what I have to do. I don't want to have to think about it. I'm not, I've got other things to do. I would rather spend my time meditating than reading articles online about triathlon. I mean, I love triathlon, believe me, and I have a ton of experience in it, but that's your job. 
and I'd rather just leave it up to you. So, but one of the things that I love about um, the way you coach and what I see, how you work with your athletes, as opposed to experiences that I've had with um, other coaches or whatever, is that you don't just tell them to let go. Like you don't just tell them like, oh, you know, it's just rest, just let go, let go. You know, if you want to go running, just don't go running, let go. And then leaving them to sit there with those emotions or that feeling that, you know, they're about to jump out of their skin. What you do is you tell them how, you give them tips. And that's, that's so amazing because I think a lot of, um, and I'm not a sports psychologist, okay? I, but what little things that I've picked up over the years, it's like, well, just block it out, block it out. And that's not what we do. And that's definitely not the yogi triathlete way. Like this idea of tapping into your inner badass. You want to tap into your inner badass, you got to feel it. And, and a master, a true master, is the same in pleasure and pain. And it's finding that neutrality of being okay with whatever it is that's coming your way, whether... Your, um, like for example, 2000 and, was it 2014 when I did Ironman Lake Placid in a severe thunder and lightning down, downpours, crazy, um, going down that steep descent uh, into Keene. And I remember com just completely surrendering. I was freezing cold, just shivering and... Um, and uh, thinking about a couple of lines uh, from the Bhagavad Gita, which is an uh, unbelievable book from Indian spirituality on the great battle of man and the mind. And, um, and just being okay with that. Even though, to look at it from a human standpoint, I was really in an uncomfortable state, pretty extreme. Um, and just kept moving from moment to moment to moment to moment. And then I ended up killing it and PRing and running my fastest marathon I've ever run at that race. So that, that's just such a cool experience to have in my pocket. But the thing I love, again, I love about how you coach is that you don't just tell them to do something, you tell them how. I think that's, I think that's what athletes are searching for, even if they're not knowing or aware of it. Mm -hmm. They they're so wrapped up in the moment of getting this workout done and, and they have to continue to do it and continue to do it when sometimes they just need to step back and figure out, you know, do I need to recover today? Do, do I need to take a few days off? And what can I do during those times? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I've been able to help them understand that process a little bit more but I think that's also like super important for to have a coach because there was times when we were training for Ironman Cozumel last year where I what I remember like I could I was like I'm like I don't even know what cycling shorts to wear and you just looked at me and you were like okay you're done three days off like I just had major decision fatigue. Do you remember? Or I think I came, I don't know. I came back from a workout and I was downstairs and I was just like standing by the washer and dryer and I was like, I'm so confused. And you just took it, you took it away. You just said, okay, you're taking three days off. Like no swimming, no biking, no running, do yoga, do whatever you want, do nothing. And I think you did that to me a couple of times and it's so important to for you to be able to drop in and see that from above what they what they need because I think from your from your practice as being a yogi um, you can see between the lines a, a lot more than than most people and from your experience being a triathlete for like, what is this your 13th year as being a triathlete 12, I think it's my 12th year 12th year yeah. and um, yeah just having someone tell you like go ahead and rest and clearing out your training schedule so you don't sit there for 12 hours in a sea of guilt saying thinking about the workout that you didn't do because I mean that I can't I, we have so much to talk about we this. have so much to talk about because that that's that came from my experiences. I'm yeah. an overachiever, as are most triathletes. Right. And you want to get those workouts in. Sometimes you want to get the numbers in. You want to say, hey, guess what? I ran 50 miles this week. Even if that you ran 49 and that one last mile, you went out the next day oh and did God. a lap around the neighborhood to get 50. What does that mean? It's just a number. And so yeah. you need that outside perspective to say, it doesn't. it's just a number. It doesn't matter. What matters is what happens in your consistent 
consistent training. Yeah. And you can't consistently train if you're injured. Biggest, biggest key. Yeah. Yeah. You can't do anything if you're injured. It's, um, yeah. How many times, like if I've had to cut my run short, like if it was supposed to be 45 minutes and I went like 42 minutes, I, I will think about, I'll have this debate in my mind, which I, I just can sit back and watch now. It's just so ridiculous. This debate in my mind of, should I go the extra, you know, two minutes or should I just lie in my training log? Because I can't fathom putting in that odd number into my training log. It's just, it's crazy. And this is what we're up against and we're up against it so, so greatly when we're talking about living our dreams. So that's what we're up to, the Ride the High Vibe Tour. Um, there's going to be more information coming on that. And we do, we've got a couple events coming up. You want to touch upon those yeah, really so we've, quick? We've got the um, Nutrition Workshop at Rhode Island Power Yoga coming up on May 15th from 12 to 2. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, plant-based nutrition, uh, sort of the um, where where things are now, how we got to w the place we are now in our food, um, with the food in our lives. We're going to talk about uh, just going to cook up a recipe for everyone, and I think it's a it's a good start to understanding the impact of plant-based nutrition on the environment and the earth, and how we can make a difference, and how you can feel. Um, how you can feel in performance and just in everyday life by making conscious decisions about what goes in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, and we don't we don't care if you come to that workshop and you're like coming from the drive-through. Like we don't care if you're chewing a Big Mac on the way in. Um, we're gonna meet you where you're at because you. This is not an, like I always say. It's not an intervention. It's just information, and we um, are there to show you the information, which is that everyone. Everyone can benefit from eating more plant-based whole foods. Hands down, I don't care what scientific study you bring, um, everyone can benefit from eating more vegetables and fruit and whole foods from Mother Nature. Regardless of what else you consume, it will be to your benefit. So, um, so everybody is welcome to that. And then we've got um, our training retreat in Lake Placid, June 14th. Nope. June, June 16th through the 19th. June 14th is the day that we move up there. Um, and we will have a bed to sleep in for a week. And then we'll be living in a tent for a while. But anyway, um, that's June um, 16th to the 19th. And um, my piece of it is going to be, uh, I'll be bringing in the yogi of the yogi triathlete. We'll be doing guided meditation. I'll be, we'll be um, doing yoga every day, asana practice. And that's going to go, that's going to vary from power flow to yoga nidra, which is my, fa my new super favorite yoga practice for athletes because it's unbelievably restorative. Like 30 minutes of yoga nidra is equivalent to like, three to four hours of quality sleep. I mean, this is amazing, amazing stuff. And we'll be hosting one group plant power dinner at our place. And then what are you going to do with them? So I'm going to give them some insight into the, uh, into the Lake Placid, uh, Ironman Lake Placid uh, course, which is just one of our favorite, favorite locations of all Ironman in Lake Placid, uh, New York. It's such a cute little town and the vibe there before and after Ironman is is just amazing. So we're gonna be able to spend probably the end of June and all of July up in Lake Placid training. And this camp is actually gonna, um, we're gonna train on the course. So we'll be on the bike course. We'll do one or two laps and whatever the group um, level the group is. We're gonna swim in the lake almost every single day. It's a crystal clear mm -hmm. lake. It's called Mirror Lake and there's a cable that runs under the under the water by the buoys and you don't even have to sight you just follow the cable uh, it's a it's such a especially if you're somebody who has any kind of anxiety about the swim this would be such a great retreat we're not calling it a camp we're calling it a retreat because you're going to leave there not feeling beat up you're going to leave there like full of life and inspiration and energy um, we've got options for all the whole package. Like we're keeping it super affordable too. I think the top package is three ninety nine, 
which is ridiculously inexpensive for what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then we've got a one sport, like if you want, if you're just a runner, you want to come up and take part in the running and then all the yoga and the mindfulness and the meal, or you can just come up and go full on yogi with me. And um, I'm going to be doing some support on the course. I'm not training for Ironman this year. But there also might be some time if you do just come up for the yoga to spend some time with me, maybe go for a hike or something like that. So we're just keeping the uh, all channels open always. That's going to be amazing. And uh, we'll put links for that stuff up in the show notes. But um, I feel like we could go on forever, but we actually need to leave because I'm teaching a yoga class, which I'm super fired up to do at Rhode Island Power Yoga. I need to volunteer and check everyone in. Yeah. Most important job. I know. Super super <laughs> hot check-in guy. All the ladies love him. So I think, did we, like, that was fun. I think, I think we covered everything. Just just check us out online. Everything is Yogi Triathlete. So Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And our website is yogitriathlete.com. And please sign up. Uh, for our email um, newsletter because this is where we're going to connect with everyone and let them know what's going on um, with our journey. So these these podcasts, the first this is the first of many 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 podcasts. Yeah, we're gonna try. I'm gonna try and do them once a week. I think that's pretty good. Um, I think I think we'll be good with that. But send us your questions. Send us your comments. What can we do better? Um, you know, we want to grow this with you for you. So anything that we can answer online, triathlon, meditation, mindfulness, um, my specialty is going from bitch to bliss, uh, <laughs> which is my personal transformation story. So anything, you guys. Um, Nutrition, yoga. Yeah, we are open and um, we're here to be in service. And um, yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to our first podcast. And um Don't forget to always ride that high vibe of life. See you next time. YTP episode 001. Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. How can you support us? How can you support the Ride the High Vibe Tour? How can you support every single person that we are selling our house, getting rid of everything we own, and quitting our jobs for? How can you support those people? You can start by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please share this podcast with your friends and your family, and let's start creating a collective consciousness of energy behind this tour so that we and you and everyone we come in contact with can start raising the vibe of this nation. Peace out, folks. Until next time.